What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, is the Buster Bluth to my Lucille Bluth. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. I mean, just just worked, and I'm a little tired, and I gotta work out still tonight. But other than that, you know, it's, it's fine. Nice. I already did my workout today, which is why I've been playing Pokemon for the last couple hours. Nice. I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> Also, to uh, to your intro there, R.I.P. to the wonderful Jessica Walters. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, it was kind of funny because like I only knew her as the hilarious lady from Rest Development and Archer, and then like people were like, "Oh yeah, the Oscar nominated or I think Oscar winner Jessica." Walters. I'm like, wait, what? She she actually was a really great actress too, not just the funny person. And then that was the same with like. <laughs> the uh grandpa that's in the goldbergs and he was in just shoot me like he passed away recently and it was the same thing where i'm like oh yeah he's just the really likable old guy that's in stuff that you know is just like really likable funny and charismatic and then they're like oh yeah he he was nominated for an oscar for this movie he's actually a really well-renowned actor i'm like oh i had no (laughs) idea (laughs) oh well i mean you you can't watch everything right (laughs) All right. Well, let's jump into some news. You have a couple more things than me, and my last one is a big one that I want to save for last. So you go ahead and get through a couple. All right, man. So uh, Ron Livingston is set to replace Billy Crudup as Henry Allen in Flashpoint. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of like you know recasting, but since it's Flashpoint, changing time, I think it'd be neat if they worked it into the actual story. Like Barry goes back in time, changes something up, and then like his dad looks different you know yeah i mean that would help with the whole don't break the time rule you know (laughs) and then i don't really have an opinion on uh on that i i'd have to look up ron livingston i don't know who it is he uh, he was in office space oh okay yeah like i really like him and i like the other guy so it should it'll be good either way it's just it's just weird. I just don't like the recast. You know, like don't like don't like the yeah. recasting. But sure. And then uh, on the on the Justice League side of things, there's a black and white Justice League that dropped Thursday. Uh, and then someone asked Zach if you know there's hope to restore the Snyderverse, and he said yes by watching, getting friends to watch this. So if you have four hours and you just want to rewatch Justice League, but in black and white, I think there's some different scenes in it. Do it. It's supposed to help you know bring back some of the Snyderverse stuff and I'm just gonna like play it on repeat at the shop <laughs> sounds like a good plan yeah like yeah. it's one of those things where I do want to try watching the black and white one because I hear it's supposed to be you know like like I said like have some added stuff to it and all that so that could be pretty cool and then I also saw this again this is like the DC insider that I follow. So like it could be a bunch of malarkey, but he was talking about how he's been hearing some stuff that it's looking good, but it's in the really early stages. So it's not like you can, you know, like he doesn't want to say stuff and get people's hopes really, really up when he's just like, there's stuff's looking good. So let's hope. Absolutely. 
Well, hey, speaking about the DC uh, movie universe, there's some some pretty cool news, right? We've got Pierce Brosnan joining the Black Adam cast as Dr. Fate. And I know that we talked about this outside of the podcast a little bit. Casey knows that I really like Pierce Brosnan. He's my <laughs> my favorite Bond. Don't yell at me. I, I know. But, uh, you know, those are the ones that I grew up with and have watched a thousand times. I really like Pierce Brosnan. I think he's going to be an amazing Kent Nelson. This is one of those castings that I didn't know I wanted until I heard about it. So really excited for that. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And my dad was like, I'm pretty much done with comic book movies. And then I told him that and he kind of was like, hmm, like, cause that's my dad's man crush, which it's like, I was thinking about that. It's, <laughs> it's weird that me and him both have man crushes on like British guys that are now playing superheroes, but it is what it is. And so, yeah, he, I, he, he might, he might, might even watch, you know, Shazadam also. So that's pretty exciting. And then on, so yeah, real quick. Why, why is he done with superhero movies? Oh, he, did he not like justice league? No, he did. He hasn't watched it. He's just like, well, it's not the, it's not the, the way that it is in the comics a hundred percent. And I just, I'm getting mad at it. And that, that's what it boils down to. He's just looking for things to be cranky about. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, but on the Shazadam news, The Rock has announced that Black Adam is coming out in July 29th, 2022. So it's still hard to get excited Boy, they, about, uh, get excited about they this They better movie. film something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then Actually, it's probably it's probably all like written and ready to go, right? I mean, they had a full year to like really make sure everything was was ready to go. They just got to do it now. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling like they're just waiting on Rock's schedule cuz it's not like for the most part, everyone else in this movie, it's not like they're anywhere near as busy as The Rock. Like, I, it's like they're working around his schedule at this point, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Heck, they might have filmed everything, and they're just like, okay, we just need Rock to come in for a day and shoot all his parts, and we'll just <laughs> impose him on there. Call it good. <laughs> right. And then, um, speaking of older people that are still sexy being cast for villains in DC movies... Helen Mirren is set to play the villain in Shazam. It's uh, her, the character's name is Hespera, and it's supposed to be the daughter of Atlas, is what I read. So that could be exciting. Um, I love Helen Mirren, so I don't. I don't think anyone has like a bad thing to say about her. So you know, should be good. Yeah, I. I mean, I could be wrong here. But I don't think that 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 uh, Hespera is really like a thing. Like I think this is mostly a made-for-this-movie sort of villain. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they'll introduce her to the the DC Comics here in a bit. Then. Yeah, I mean, if we had more listeners, there'd probably be somebody that's like you know pushes up their glasses. Well, actually, in Shazam number twenty-four, Hespera, blah 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 blah. You know what yeah. I mean? But like. Apart from like one appearance, I re- like I tried to do a little research and I just didn't really find much on that. Yeah, so. see that that surprises me. Surprises me that it's not like a Jeff Johns creation since he gets the kickback from that <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. But she's a great actress, and uh, that that should be cool. Yeah. I I love the Shazam movie. It was so good. Yeah, I mean that's one of those ones I need to rewatch. I loved it in theaters. I think I've only seen it one or two times since, but it is a good one. Yeah. All right. Um, 
So, on to more movie news. That's apparently all we could find this week, right? Yeah, I, got, I uh, got a little bit of comic. Come on. <laughs> so, Shang-Chi is being moved to September, and Black Widow is being pushed back to July. And Black Widow will be on Disney Plus the same day as its theatrical release. I'm beginning to wonder if it's actually ever going to come out or if they're just going to keep pushing it back yeah. to the end of time. Um, you know, I want to see both of these movies, but it's just like, man, like I, I get wanting to wait because you want those, you know, the the theater ticket money, but just just throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, it really, I think Disney's, I get why they're extra shy because like they got they got hosed on Mulan big time. Cause they're like, we're going to charge, make people, you know, like have people pay to see this. And then like people just put it up illegally and they lost a whole bunch of money. So then they're trying, I think they're just trying to figure out the best way of doing it. So I think it helps that they can kind of copy what HBO max is doing and go from there. But well, the difference is HBO Max doesn't charge you extra to watch it. Yeah. Well, that's and what I'm, I'm pretty sure Disney Plus has their like premium I, where you, I, you know. I did read that with uh, Black Widow, they learned from their mess up. And so this one's going to be if you get Disney Plus, you get to watch it, which is the oh, correct well, way. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's what I read. That could be false. Like you could like go and like when it comes out and like curse my name because I was I got your hopes up for nothing. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. And, well, I hope that's true. That's cool. And then um, other news. This is like affecting no one but me but there was supposed to be a movie called Shin Ultraman that was supposed to be coming out soon like I think or like finish you know be finished soon and all this other stuff like they even have a trailer out but it has been delayed indefinitely due to COVID restrictions so that sucks but yeah are you afraid that that's just dead in the water now no because there is a trailer you know like that's the one thing like had it just been you know the Shazada movie I don't, I would be like, well, yeah, that's done then. But with it, with it having a trailer and probably a lot of the stuff already done, it should be good. Right on. So I saw that Carrie Fukunaga is set to direct a Tokyo ghost adaptation. I really, I don't know. Casey, did you read Tokyo ghost? Yeah, I couldn't get into it, but I know that's one that you really, really liked. I did really like it. If you guys haven't, read it um it's an image comic there's two trades out it's written by rick remender and art done by the amazing sean murphy i loved it it's really cool it's like everybody's so like into their devices their computers their phones it's just it's everything they do they just sit in front of their screens 24 hours a day and uh, this couple is trying to get away from all that into uh, Tokyo, which is supposed to be the only place on Earth without any screens. This is obviously like a far future story. And uh, the guy in the relationship can't seem to get away from it, and the girl is trying to like help him and get them there. And then chaos ensues. So it's a really cool story. I loved it. Um, I think it could be a really cool movie. I don't know that it needs to be a movie, but it's not one of those where it's like, this doesn't need to be done because the premise, you know, certainly can be a good movie. 
Um, and hopefully if it does get made, Rick Remender gets some sort of creative say yeah. in it. But uh, yeah, there's some news. It's going to be a pretty, pretty movie for sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, so my last two bits are actually comic book news because <laughs> we are a comic book podcast, not a movie podcast. <laughs> um, so Connor Hawk is is officially going to be back in Robin three. So he'll probably, you know, do the job to Damien in their big tournament thing. So that's too bad, but at least he's back. Like I've missed that character. So should be pretty cool to see him. And then that's very exciting news. Yeah. I thought I, I was like, I, even though that, uh, whatever his name is, is going to be doing the art. Like it still should be pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then there was a leaked DC comic cover it's called Superman and the Authority. It's by Grant Morrison and Mikhail Janin. Uh, it's going to be a 136-page graphic novel. That team should be incredible. I don't really know much more about it other than that. Have you heard anything about this? I haven't. I know that like people love the Authority. I've never read it. Yeah. Um, so a t- you know a crossover with Superman should be pretty neat, especially if it's done by Grant and Janin. Like, <laughs> what a creative team. Yeah. All right. And then my final bit of news. This was a huge, huge bombshell this week. Marvel has chosen Penguin Random House as their new distributor for the direct market. Direct market meaning comic book stores. So I think the end of Diamond is nigh, my friend. Um, Obviously, I got several emails from Diamond and Marvel and Penguin Random House this week. Um, Diamond was like, so you guys can still get your comics from us. You know, we'll just need to get it from Penguin Random House first. And then, you know, nothing will change. You can still get your stuff from us like you have been. And I'm like, who in their right mind is going to do that, Diamond? Like, you can't get stuff right when it's just coming from you. So you're going to get it from someone else and then just distribute it without any problems? No, thank you. Um, And another big thing that I read is that Penguin Random House doesn't charge freight. Wow. So, yeah. I... I don't know if they're a better company than Diamond, but I'm willing to take a gamble on it. So... Very, very exciting. If anybody is against this, I'm really curious as to why and why you would defend Diamond because they're awful. Lots of things, man. Because another thing is that if you're a comic shop, you have to have like a monthly minimum to keep your account open at Diamond. And I'm curious if they're going to adjust that to, you know, because they have to know that... (laughs) that they're going to be losing pretty much everyone for Marvel. If I had to guess, because yeah. I, you know, you see nothing but people talking crap about diamond. So I don't know. There's just all sorts of, uh, of up in the airness coming soon from, from comic shops and Marvel. But I think it's exciting. Yeah. See, like I was seeing a bunch of people talk about it and they, like, albeit this is Twitter, so they don't actually, you know, have any expertise. They're just, like, talking, you know, what they think, but 
they don't have you know any knowledge, but they're like, this is going to kill all the comic book shops. It's going to get stuff's so going to be even more expensive, and the, no one can keep their doors open. Like, are you worried at all about Penguin Random House being more pricey or anything like that? Uh, no. I mean, if they come out and say, yeah, we're not doing the the discounts that that you had through Diamond, then that would be something different. But I mean, in their announcement, they we're talking about the direct market. So we have to be in their mind somehow. And that tells me that they're willing to compete with diamond to keep Marvel on their side. Right. So, I mean, if they're like, yeah, we're, we're not giving any of the discounts, then it's like, okay, well then we'll stay with diamond. Hopefully it doesn't cause any delays and, and books getting there. But, um, but I did see a few comments like that too. People were like, oh, great, one Monopoly traded for another one. And it's like, okay, yeah, but the old Monopoly was really Yeah. And sorry, Casey, you'll have to bleep that out. But but it's true. There's nothing, there's no term that I can use to describe them other than that word. So, you know, competition is good. And I, I can't see how this is anything but a win for comic shops unless that discount thing doesn't happen. Yeah. And if, excuse me, if diamond can still get, you know, stuff to them, they'll still be offering the discounts. I'm assuming heck if there's, you know, someone that they're directly competing against now, they'd probably up the discount even more to be like, Hey, you know what we offer and, you know, our crappy service and, everything else that's bad about us at least will be cheaper and that might you know yeah make people want to stay with them just just for that that's <clears throat> sorry that's true and another thing is that diamond does still have the smaller press companies now you know we talked earlier i don't know a few episodes back about scout comics leaving for lunar and who knows maybe some other companies will leave too but I think as long as Diamond has those companies, they can make it. They're just obviously going to have to downsize and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I, I think this is huge. They've lost Marvel and DC within the same year. DC left in April of 2020. So, you know, it's, that's like 80% of the market share right there. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, if that if that's not an eye opener for Diamond, like, oh, we we clearly messed up, then I don't know what is. They're yeah. just dead. Yeah, I mean, it's too bad for the people that work there, not the interns that don't do their jobs very well, but for the regular people that work there. Well, I have yet to meet one that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, uh, you know, we went through, gosh. I don't think we had a rep, an account rep that lasted longer than two months. Oof. And, you know, I've been doing it for six years. So yeah. um, they were terrible to call in. You could never get a hold of anybody. To email, you'd maybe get an answer. Anybody that works at the warehouse is just a temp worker. So, I mean, I guess I feel bad if people lose jobs, but. <laughs> they also didn't really do their jobs, at least to the people that hold accounts. So yeah. who knows? 
But anyway, I believe that's the end of the news. Um, if you guys have any opinion on that, I would definitely like to hear it. Um, I'm sure I'll, I will be discussing that with every single customer within the next week. I already had some on Friday and Saturday shoot me messages like, did you see this? Like, what are your thoughts? And all of them were like, you know, I'd say I was excited. And they were like, oh, yeah, I figured you'd be doing a happy dance over that. <laughs> so, but anyway, we will now take a quick advertising break and then we'll be back to talk some comics. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the ad. Uh, Casey, at this moment in time, does not have his comics yet, so hopefully he will be able to edit those in. So you're going to listen to me talk for a few minutes about my comics. And the ones that I read this week are Lady Baltimore, The Witch Queens, number one, Teen Titans Academy, number one, Sonic the Hedgehog, number 38, I read this week's Action Comics, which I think was 1029. I don't have it in front of me because I sold out. Nice. And also I read last week's Catwoman 29 because I got more of those back in. So, um, Casey, did you ask for any of those that I've read this week? I think Action Comics, and I think that's it. Okay. I... Uh, I won't get into my, into that one too much then. Um, I'll say that I really liked it. It was written by Philip Kennedy Johnson and art was done by Devin Hester again. It's not in front of me, so I can't really get too much into it anyways, but I remember liking it. Basically, um, Superman talks to John about you know, how he's realizing that his dad isn't this invincible person that he always thought that he was growing up and he shares a story about a time he saw pa kent fall off a ladder at the farm and realized oh like my dad can get hurt he's he's not you know this invincible guy that i always thought he was and um you know it's just a big heart to heart moment with his son about you know i'm not always going to be around and you're growing up into this fine man who will be able to take over for me if you want to do that and it was really nice so uh that was that was pretty much the gist of it i thought it was cool as i said devin hester's art is like a nostalgia thing for me so i really liked it i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten that does sound fantastic but I am going to gripe that it's like, that could have been a Superman story. We could have, you know, just in the Superman comic, we don't need the same creative team doing action in Superman. Like, I hate when they do that. Just give give, uh, us, some, too, give us someone different. You know, I, I complained whenever Bendis was on both, you know, pre-Future yeah. State. Um, the same thing's happening again. Yes, it's it's somebody that I like, but that doesn't mean that everybody does. So I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, what can you do? I guess that's just the way of things right now. But uh, but either way, it was cool. Next, I'm going to talk quickly about Catwoman from last week. Casey was right. This issue was awesome. The art was just like on another level. I love how. Um, Fernando Blanco was the artist on this. Uh, I love how he drew 
the villain. I don't really know her name. She's kind of like a, she has like hologram powers or something, Casey, right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, didn't go but, into much uh, detail. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was cool. This this book has me hooked. Ramby's a good writer. He he knows how to write a cool Catwoman and just a cool premise in general. So I'm definitely on board for this arc until it sucks, if it ever does. So uh, this was like a 10 out of 10 for me. Nice. I'm glad you liked it too, man. It would have been really weird. It would have been really awkward if you're like, Casey was just, he's stupid. It was a 2 out of 10 for me. <laughs> no, I knew it would be like... <laughs> At the least, like a seven, because yeah. Ram V is just that good. All right, next, Sonic the Hedgehog 38. This was written by Evan Stanley, and the art was done by Evan Stanley and Bricardi Curry. Um, so yeah, last issue, Sonic, Amy, and Tails were trapped in this weird maze thing. And in this one, they're just trying to get out of it, and they go through this portal and they're put into some like empty town with like a bunch of puppets living inside the houses and stuff and like huh this is weird and creepy and then the toaster inside the house that they're like looking into starts talking to them and it's Dr. Robotnik and he's like oh this isn't a trap by the way this is like one of my my test areas and now I get to uh, you know, put my product into to super test mode on U3 before before plan, but that's okay. Um, I'm making appliances that can be put in everyday homes that will then turn evil and help me take over the world, which is very Dr. Robotnik, but it's hilarious for him to like use toasters and blenders yeah. and stuff to try and take over the world. So funny, all ages stuff. The art is fantastic. I really liked it. Uh, next issue is them fighting appliances or something, probably. But it was cool. I liked it. Eight out of ten. Nice. I'm really excited for the Brave Little Toaster Sonic crossover. That's two things from my childhood coming together. Yeah, you know, I always loved that movie. Same. But isn't there like a really dark scene where the vacuum dies or something? Uh, I don't. I don't think the vacuum actually dies. I know there was a lot of like. There's a lot of like darker scenes because they're they're like about to kill like the kid's about to die in a part because they're at the junkyard and yeah so the toaster jumps in the spoiler alert for a movie that was older that's older than me the, the toaster <laughs> jumps into the uh the gears and stops everything and all these cars are getting murdered while they're singing a song or something like that it's been it's been a little while since i've seen it but <laughs> i remember right <laughs> all right so yeah, definitely, definitely good stuff coming from Sonic. Um, let's see. Next, I'll talk about Lady Baltimore, the Witch Queen's number one. That was written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden, with art by Bridget Connell. I've never read Baltimore, even though it seems like something that's right up my alley. Um, I ordered volume one of the trade to read in 15 years when I get around to it. But uh, this was a pretty neat story. Lady Baltimore is the widow of Lord Baltimore. And she is hunting witches. And with the help of like a small team, tracks down one 
and they take her in for questioning. And this priest shows up and he's like, hey, this is awkward, but can you show me your dead husband's body to prove that he's not a ghost that we think we see like out on the battlefield when we're fighting witches and stuff? And she's like, yeah, that is weird, but okay, come on back to the manor. And then, uh, yeah, the witch that they captured calls her coven to this manor. And at the end, a whole bunch of like sirens and dragons and dark creatures show up to help this witch. And Lady Baltimore and her team and the priest are going to have to fight them next issue. So it was pretty neat stuff. Lots of setup, but you know, for a first issue, it was cool. I'm probably going to stick around for the whole mini series. If you like ladies that hunt witches, this one's for you. So I'm going to give it like a solid seven out of 10. Nice. That does sound really cool. That That is also one of the Magnola verse books that I never read. Yeah, the reviews are awesome, yeah. as I'm, sh- you know, I'm sure it is, because everything I've read by Magnola, I've loved. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things where he's got a lot of stuff in his Magnola verse and... I just got to like chip away at it over time. <laughs> and I remember seeing like some of the early, like I, I assume they're earlier ones when I, like I was going to school in Bloomington and I was like, I was like Baltimore, but I'm not going to spend my money on a book called Baltimore. Cause that's all. Right. You know, like, and then now I realize like what it's about. I'm like, Oh, I probably would have liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would too, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way of it. Right. Yeah. And then finally, I've got Teen Titans Academy number one. This was written by Tim Sheridan, and the art was done by Rafa Sandoval. And this book was like way, way better than the Future State books we got, which is great news. Um, You know, it's uh, in, in this issue, the new recruits come to the Titans tower. Um, the original Titans are there and they are faculty and they're just going to train all these new recruits to, you know, uh, just develop not only their powers, but like how to live in the world being different, which is neat. So beast boy, cyborg, Donna, Raven, Starfire and Nightwing are there um they actually named the school after roy because roy well they think roy's dead um so they've got a a nice statue of him out front i'm I'm hoping that uh that more happens with roy and he can be a part of this book but anyway this is just like a look at each of the new characters and they're all pretty obsessed with red x and Nightwing's like, yeah, like I get it, but Red X was like me being secluded and not being open with my team and stuff. So like, don't do that. It's not cool. And they're like, yeah, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> and then at the end of the first day, they throw like a surprise birthday party for Nightwing. And Nightwing gets this mysterious package from... Uh, he doesn't know who, there's no name on it, and he opens it up, and it's the original Red X mask. And he's like, okay, guys, I get it, but, like, 
let's stop it with the Red X stuff, all right? And uh, yeah, they have fun at the party, and then Nightwing realizes he can't find the Red X mask. And the final page, we show somebody wearing it. We still don't know who it is. And uh, yeah, it's like next, the X Factor. So I doubt it's the Marvel crossover, but you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, never say never. I know, right? <laughs> I, I think a Teen Titans X Factor crossover could work. Yeah, I mean, I'd, in the right hands, I'd buy it. <laughs> but anyway, um, some of the new the new characters are pretty cool. They have interesting powers. Um, it, it's a neat dynamic to see the original Teen Titans, you know, be the faculty, and then uh, the ones that have been the Teen Titans are kind of like the active roster. And then all the new kids are like potential, uh, you know, Titans. So it's pretty cool. I liked it. I'll give it a seven out of 10. It's, it's got me enough and it was better than the future state stuff enough that I'm going to check out the second issue. Nice man. Like I, you were talking about Roy, I guess he's going to play a bigger part in infinite frontier. I think is what I read because they're coming out with like another one of those and that's going to be more stories and he's going to have another story in there. Well, that's, that's cool. I'm, I'm all for that. Hopefully they treat him better than gosh, he's been treated in the last decade. It's <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he, he loses his kid. He gets his arm ripped off. Like he's been put through the ringer. Yeah. I think Williamson's writing him. And I think just by the way, Williamson writes Wally, I think he kind of grew up reading the same stuff we did. I'm just making assumptions here. I don't know that for sure. So it's like, if that's true, then he's going to write, unless he just, he doesn't like the character. He's like, I'm going to make his life hell, but <laughs> I'm assuming he really likes the character and he'll probably do it about like how he does Wally. Then some other writer will come in and ruin things just like what happened with Wally. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I didn't know that Williamson was doing that, so that's exciting for that, me. Like, Definitely looking forward to that, that. That one could be wrong, but I rem- remember seeing that because like, he's the one that talked about it on Twitter, so that's how I know that's a you know knew that was a okay. thing. So I'm assuming he's doing it, but I'm not 100. percent Well, you know, as long as it's like not Tom King, yeah, it'll probably be just fine. So. Boy, think about the depressing <laughs> stuff Tom could do in a Roy Harper book. Gosh, he would he would just bring up all that bad stuff from Cry for Justice. I well, know he would. It would start with the heroin, and then it would go into yeah. dead daughter, cut off my arm, he- more heroin. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would it would be a train wreck, <laughs> much like. And what sucks, man, is that old stuff was written by J T. Kroll, who I know we're both big fans of. Yeah, it's like, man, what happened with that with that series? Like, well. I mean, that's, I a hundred percent blame, you know, like as much as I love James Robinson, what James did, cause like he, you know, if it like had, and that was also, it sounded like kind of editorial, but it's like, had that not been a thing of, you know, killing off Leanne and cutting his arm off, then the stuff JT was doing wouldn't have been that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. So it's like, I think JT was working with what he got. And at the same time, from the sounds of it, it sounds like James was kind of being pushed into that corner. So I don't want to, yeah, don't want to crap on him too much for that one either. 
because he gets right. he, he's been crapped <laughs> on enough as it is i love the guy oh i know and it's totally undeserved because he is just one of the best yeah all right well that's all i've got for you this week so uh hopefully casey gets his books in and can edit those in yeah like i'll do like a if if i get them i'll do like a nice little like like type thing right here and we'll see if it happens <laughs> but what are you all right what are you excited about for this coming week man oh man that that's a fantastic question that i was totally prepared for <laughs> you think one um, of these weeks you'd have it just ready uh you'd think you'd think but uh but here we are so <laughs> What am I excited for? Um, uh, I'll say yeah. Beta Ray Bill. Um, oh, you dirty dog. I know. King and Black Ghost Rider. Because that should be pretty cool, right? And then I'm going to say Silk, because I'm going to give that a go. Because that's a character who I've always thought was cool based solely on her costume and nothing more, because I know next to nothing <laughs> about her. Yeah, the costume is great. But, like, um, I read, like, maybe one or two of the like her early appearances and like dan slots run and that's like it so like maybe with her getting her own book i'll be like oh yeah this character is cool <laughs> you mean you didn't love what dan slot wrote i mean it was just dan slot i'm not that's not his biggest fan yeah fair enough all right I, you know, I, Casey said it, but I'm going to say it too, and he should have known this, but Beta Ray Bill for sure. I would have said uh, it that if, was you, gonna you know, be done. if you had said it first, so it doesn't matter. It's all fair. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be by Daniel Warren Johnson, so that should be just a right good time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say Witcher, Fading Memories, to the surprise of nobody, and then... Gosh, it's kind of a light week for me, but uh, th this is an odd one, but I'm going to say other history of the DC universe because this issue is supposed to be all about Katana, and I'm a big fan of hers, and the cover looks so rad. So even if it is mostly just like readings, like actual reading, reading, uh, I'm still going to check it out. So I hope you like it because uh, that first one, it wasn't like it's one of those things where it just wasn't a comic book and I did not like that, but yeah. maybe it's going to be good. Well, I, I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Cause I'm, honestly, I, unlike you, I am rooting for John Ridley to just knock our socks off and he really hasn't yet, but maybe this one will. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not rooting for him. I just you have, don't think he's <laughs> you have good a voodoo at, doll. at what he's done so far. You have a voodoo doll of him that you you stab with needles going like bad writing, bad writing, bad writing. Like you're rooting against him. <laughs> well, I didn't want anyone to know that I practice voodoo, but I guess that's out the window. I mean, we're podcasters. That should just be known. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So fantastic four. Uh, yeah. So here lately, it started off as a joke just to myself because she never really responded to it but i've been calling the lovely girlfriend bay because i thought it was i just think it's funny and stupid but now i've just caught myself doing it without even thinking about it and it's like oh this is fine which i kind of hate myself for it but why don't you just give me like 
four things that you used to like as a joke that now you just genuinely like and genuinely genuinely do sure um so i i looked at this beforehand and thought i could come up with four and i haven't i've just got two things so my bad but uh the first one is the 90s daredevil which I know most Daredevil fans hate, but uh, he had one of the like coolest costumes ever. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I get that it's silly, but I really like it. And that hasn't ever gone away. So even though everyone thinks that that whole era was a joke, I'm still going to say I'm a fan of it. And then another one that I could think of is the anime Food Wars. Uh, my roommate and I, we're like, hey, let's let's just pick this random anime to watch and we'll just make fun of it the whole time because how great can an anime about cooking be? And after the first episode, we were like, oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> and I've watched the whole series and I loved it. And the answer to how good can an anime about cooking be is freaking awesome. Nice. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are the two that I have. Do you, do you have anything you can the, add? The first one that comes to my mind was Thunderstrike because it started off, I thought he looked the coolest when I was a kid, but then like when I grew up, I'm like, this is the most 90s character ever. Like, it's got to be a joke. <laughs> and then I read the whole series, and I'm like, I love Thunderstrike. I would die for this character, which is an insane person thing to say, but that's how much I love that character. <laughs> and i get it though yeah like uh that's that's the main one i can i can think of i mean like there's basically like all 90s comics characters costumes is just another thing because they're yeah they're all terrible all of them especially look up 90s thor if you're listening to this (laughs) and 90s hercules because like i won't leave him out either they're both just awful awful things but at the same time like i love it yeah I love it. (laughs) Like the Masterson bearded Thor is just the coolest. No, that one's awesome. (laughs) I, I I will say, but then when Masterson came back as Thunderstrike and then the, the Thor that was there where he had like the weird strappy thing. Cause like for some reason, all the Asgardians were going like more straps and less covering like because then also ladies oh you mean that one yeah. the one where he's wearing like a belly shirt yeah <laughs> and like that's one of my favorite things yeah. like favorite parts in thunderstrike like thor's back and they're kind of talking and uh thunderstrike's like you know i really i really like the new outfit thor and he's like oh thanks he's like i wasn't being serious <laughs> <laughs> that's great i will say that like that one is especially terrible, but the worst one of the 90s Asgardian stuff is Sif. Yeah, no. They were just like, let's take this gorgeous character and make her the opposite of that. Yeah, and... Like, seriously, guys, Google 90s uh, Lady Sif. It's it's just so bad. Yeah, that <laughs> one's really rough. Like, like that's, the, that's the worst part about that Thunderstrike comic is, like, that was when the worst things in comics were happening. Like you had that lady Sif, you had that Thor costume, you had, 
um, like Captain America at that time was losing his powers. So like when he was with the Avengers, he like Captain America was like, oh, my powers are getting lower Then like at the end. He's in his dang Iron Man suit because he didn't have his powers anymore. And it's like all this other crap. It's like, my goodness, like this was the worst time in comics. <laughs> right. <laughs> but hey, thankfully, you know, we, we came out of it okay, yeah. right? But so. What's uh, some uh, trivia that you got for me this week, man? Oh, that is... Oh, yeah, no, no. I don't have trivia, but I do have a first appearance. Okay. Um. So, Casey, give me the first appearance of Beast Boy. Um, it, I want to say Doom Patrol, but I feel like that's that it's not going to be Doom Patrol. It'll probably be like DC Presents, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, you're right on both. Yeah? I, I thought that maybe you'd go with, oh, it's obviously Teen Titans, but... Uh, but no, like his first appearance as Beast Boy is in Doom Patrol number 99, way back in 1965. Nice. So there's there's a fun fact for everybody that thought he was just a Teen Titan. He was actually in Doom Patrol. And then uh, whenever he went by uh, Changeling, whenever Marv and, uh, and George took over, that was in DC Comics Presents number 26. Okay in 1980 now correct me if i'm wrong you actually had that one autographed by marv and george correct or no or did Um, you just sell it like prior to that con or something like that because i thought you we talked about that once so i've got i've had a couple copies unsigned of the dc comics presents i've had um and sold signed copies of um, the X-Men Teen Titans crossover okay. that they did, uh, which, which was also super cool. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there you go. Nice. All right, man. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah. So uh, I will do the closing pugs. If you guys would, please go to facebook.com slash podcast and give our page a little like. We would appreciate it. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on the gram at two worlds pod. You can also email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, please review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. And uh, yeah, we'll give you a little shout out if you write us a nice little review or a mean review. I'll read a mean review too. It doesn't matter. So there you go. And uh, we'd love to say in chat, but. We got to get dressed up and go to Motherboy 2021 here in a little bit. So (laughs) we'll be heading out. Bye, guys. Bye.